1: Joining us on the line now is Ghassan Corbin, Executive Director, Surgeon and Water Board. Ghassan, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning, Noel. First, let me say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to you and yours. Um, and thank you for joining us today.
2: Right back at you, Noel. Happy holidays.
1: So, uh, Gasan, I guess we've had time now to do the complete after action on Turbine 4 and 5 as it relates to the event that we had several weeks back. What did we find?
2: Well, what I can tell you is Turbine 5 is back online and uh, fully operational, which brings uh, back, you know, about 17 megawatts of power, which puts us exactly where we need to be in terms of having the – capacity that we need during a peak event so you know uh, about 44 megawatts so we're in good shape that way g4 is yet to be back we don't have the exact uh, duration of when it will return Uh, we don't have all the uh, after action items complete so we don't have a complete report to share with the public but we're working very hard on it and with having having that Turbine back, then we would create the redundancy that we always uh, need and obviously desire for for uh, managing any storm that we have in this in this city. This will be unfortunate. The story for the next 18 months. I mean, we're gonna have our ups and downs. It's just the reality of continue to fix and repair and maintain. But those two turbines uh, do have their issues, and uh, unfortunately. And unpredictably, they're going to uh, go down at times, and we're going to continue to respond and get them back on until we have the uh, power complex fully uh, fully executed. I think it's very important for uh, the public to also know that we had uh, last year brought back uh, in a in a very significant significant way. The, we have multiple frequency changes throughout the system. That had really been neglected for a while and haven't been utilized. And that those smaller frequency changes have allowed us now to use energy power more efficiently, more effectively, and kind of lessen the burden on it on the turbines. Uh, that's something that we focused on last uh, two years, and this year has been very uh, fruitful in that regard. You know, using cheaper power, and again finding another source that we didn't have a couple of years ago. So all in all we're in a good place today, but obviously n 4 is back. Um, we, we don't have the redundancy in a in a major event.
1: when when the power center comes on, I know we've talked about this uh, several times, uh, the the twenty five Hertz portion of this entire system goes away.
2: It does not go away entirely, but what happens is that we will have a one uh, one source of power, which is the substation, versus the variety of sources that we have now, where we cobble together every event, whether it's the, the turbines, whether the frequency changers throughout, whether the EMDs. It's just a multiple, and it just creates so much complexity to orchestrating all the power and where the power needs to go and where where Canal levels are high versus where it's raining hardest. When we have the power complex, we're going to have 60 megawatts in one place coming out of the substation, and from there we can disperse it in any way and to wherever we we need to uh, within seconds. So that's where the you know the obviously the the efficiency and the durability and this dependency is going to come from. And keep in mind we are investing in frequency changers that will allow us to take the power from the substation, which is 60 hertz, and change it to 25 hertz, which is, uh, you know, a pre- predominant uh, number of uh, pumps throughout the old city uh, are, are used, which is the 25 hertz. So the, those frequency changes makes it, makes it uh, usable and, and uh, uh, effective. Now, ultimately, when we change the, the pumps themselves from 25 hertz, the old technology, to 60 hertz, then we can get rid of the frequency changers, and then you'll have a direct connection between the substation and the pumps. That's that's a you know long-term solution because the pumps work. We have uh, you know a 95 out of the 99 that are available. It, uh, we have not had issues with pumps per se. It's just the power. That that drive those spots that have been the issue for us the the unpredictability and the up and down that we we face and um, so it's great distinction which why if I'm uh, if, if I may just share a very exciting initiative we just launched about a week or so ago a new dashboard that kind of talks to our very educated and informed uh, customers and public about the pumping and power dashboard basically so we're gonna allow folks to uh, go to a website and show, see what uh, pumping stations are on and uh, for today and then hopefully in the short short time we're gonna allow folks to click on a pumping station and know how many pumps exist in that pumping station and how many are on and how many are off and with that, also, we're going to provide you or the public with the amount of power available before the event and during the event. It's going to be a real time, so people can be uh, informed of what is available, what is not, at the you know, at the tip of their their fingertips, basically. So we don't have to um, be, be. I mean, we're going to be as ac- proactive as we can, but you know, because it's. Real time issue here. We, we want people to know exactly what's happening uh, minute by minute.
1: One of the reasons I asked the question, uh, Gasan, was um, for the following reason. I, I guess, do we have a strategic plan as it relates to the replacement of pumps?
2: Yes. Yeah, the the, the uh, Power Master Plan defines every single project that needs to be done over the course of I want to say 20 years to be realistic because when
1: when would we uh, theoretically replace the pumps where at at what point would we be off at 25 Hertz altogether
2: um, well it's obviously a function of funds and capacity I would say realistically speaking if we can shoot for 10 years from now and funding is available it's it's a very feasible manageable uh, project you know seeing the difficulty in obtaining funding for even higher priorities uh, you know I, w- I would be very very cautious to say that it's it's a realistic timeline I would say more closer to 20 but even with that though Newell the, the pumps are have uh, received a lot of maintenance through the years they are they do work. They have a lot of capacity, uh, and when they're on, they're on. And um, if so if we take care of the power situation with the power complex and then subsequent to that in the, you know, on the West Bank and in New Orleans East, a little bit more pointed uh, maintenance and replacements of auxiliary power there, we're going to have a much, much more dependable system um, for for the next fifty plus years, so I wouldn't. I'm not too it, concerned about the 25 hertz technology per se, so long as we have the the substation and the frequency changes
1: working. Correct, but the point I I wanted to get to this in in theory, if we were to magically have a pot of gold drop on us today, and we put the new pumps in. Would the pumping capacity of the system be the same, or would it be enhanced?
2: Um, it would be enhanced only because you're refurbishing um, machines, either replacing them or regutting them, and you know, putting new parts. No, so but I'm talking about I'm talking efficient.
1: about about from the perspective of moving more water from inside the bowl to outside the bowl.
2: Yeah, yeah, the nameplate. Would will improve. I mean, the the, the power uh, that is, is the the a pump is designed for, let's say, 1,000 cubic feet per second, may lose that that uh, efficiency by say 10%. So if you refurbish it or replace it, you gain that 10%. So the right. actual power or technology, 25 hertz versus 60, doesn't play a huge role into the amount of water that goes through the pump. Um, now, no, obviously no, we have I'm talking about the sense. pump
1: the pump itself, once the pump itself if, if we were to magically be able to replace all these pumps, are we replacing with pumps that can pump more water?
0: Uh,
2: the, the the simple answer is yes, we will have that opportunity to use that footprint that real estate where a pump exists and replace it with more capacity.
1: Yes, okay. In the interim, we still have the issue of the power center to the frequency changers to the 25 hertz pumps. And because if we're looking at 10 to 15 years, why would it not make sense to fabricate 25 hertz generators as a level of redundancy uh, if we are going to be burdened with these 25 hertz pumps for... You said, you know, best case, 10 years could be 20 years. Yeah. Just to make sure that if we have a a situation with the 60 hertz power center, with the frequency changes, because every time, you know as well as I, every time there's a connection, that's a weak point, right? I mean, that's just the the reality of how this works. So why wouldn't it be a good idea to to go out and, and fabricate 25 hertz generators right now Knowing that we're going to be yeah. out there for another twenty years with this with this issue
2: I mean, I mean you've always asked very logical questions newell and here here's the the answer kind um, of couple steps the most ideal scenario is to have the substation that produces sixty uh megawatt of sixty hertz and having all pumps that work on the sixty hertz sure. uh technology I, I mean that's the simplest solution correct. Uh, given the, the magnitude and the cost and the time it will take to replace all these pumps to from from 25 to 60, the must must the most and more imminent uh, and effective uh, solution is to have that interim piece, which is what you refer to as the connection, which is the frequency changers, with with right. 30 million dollars. We're able to create three frequency changes, which provide the redundancy because we only need two at any given time, allowing us to maximize the use of the most efficient source of power, which is the substation from Energy, and power these machines that work well today. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, it's not the most ideal, but it's the second ideal, uh, most ideal situation given. The, the age and the magnitude and the cost implications of doing it the the most ideal way, if that makes sense. So I I truly believe what we have now with the power station, um, you know, a, a substation, two turbines by its side as, as a backup, frequency changers that are new and they're going to work just, I mean, I think I will have a lot of confidence in their ability to change the frequency, for the next 20 years, while we continue to obviously uh, change the the pumps to the, the the new technology, I hope that makes sense to you, Neil.
1: No, it, it does. I mean, I understand that the financial considerations are huge. I guess if if somebody came in here and said uh, Gassana got a blank check, what's it going to cost to get everything to where it it needs to be in today's dollars? What would it be? Ten billion? Twenty billion? I don't know.
2: Oh, actually, just for the power master plan, it's probably much more modest than that. Believe it or not, it's probably anywhere between half to three quarter of a billion to change the pumps, uh, improve the feeders, the connections that take the power from the plant to each of the pumps or p- pumping stations. So it's a much more uh, doable, but but still, it's a lot of money. While we're you know continue to look for other funding to replace water mains and sewer mains and just so many other assets that we have that that serves the city um i mean as you know we're, we're we're three in one utility that has duplicate systems because because of the river we have assets on both sides but with no redundancy they don't help each other they're you know independent which adds to the cost of running the system
1: and Gasan, uh, I know that there was uh, some complaints as a result of the last incident as to uh, an outreach plan, and I understand that uh, you guys have been uh, have jumped on that and, and are in the process of a, of developing a specific outreach plan uh, to make sure that everybody gets uh, information timely. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. Uh, obviously, uh, we heard loud and clear from the from our public and our customers, that, that they want to know exactly what power we have. Uh, so we're going to be – no, no event is going to be too small or, or too big. We're going to treat all uh, forecasted storms as if they're going to dump a lot of water on us, and we're going to let everybody know what power we have, what's working, what's not, and more importantly, we're gonna work with our partners at the city so they can understand uh, how solid or fragile our system is prior to an event. The redundancy versus not lack of redundancy so they can make more informed decisions in terms of maybe uh, allowing uh, parking on the neutral ground, for example, or just more uh, timely and more frequent alerts uh, and such. So. Um, we're we're definitely going to up our game in terms of uh what to communicate and how how often or how frequently. You can never over communicate when it comes to uh, storms that have become more and more unpredictable and um we just have we can't take any any chances anymore.
1: And while all this is going on, you still have the sewer system and the water system. I was looking at some pictures uh provided of Old uh, gallery uh, an old gallery with the new filter and improvements, and when you look at one picture and then look at the other, and it's like, oh, my God, how pretty is that? <laughs> it looks so much better. <laughs> you know I mean, and, it's like,
2: I you mean know? The, the, the system needs an overhaul, and if we've, the pictures you're looking at shows you or demonstrates how surgical and how selective we are in replacing the worst of the worst. To get the money to go a little farther than than it, you know, uh, it needs to. I mean, to be honest with you, what we did there was like the bare minimum, just to make sure the system does not fail us and obviously uh, cause an interruption in services in, ter- in terms of portable water. So we, we we are applying the same method throughout the the system in terms of keeping things running and running, you know, uh, as as best as we can until we are able to uh, overhaul our systems, whether it's the purification plant, it's the treatment plant of the wastewater, just like we're doing with the power complex. I mean, that's a model that we're going to need to follow with every other system that we have and we're responsible for. And I'm confident we will. um, And we just have to keep that momentum going and remain steady in our investment.
1: And I guess i just remind folks, when I'm looking at these pictures, I mean, you know, a a picture speaks a thousand words. You recognize uh, the challenge because it would be a lot easier to just go pull all of it out and go in with new, but that means no one has water, right? And that's the problem. Well, well, not only that, yeah. You're piecemealing this piece by piece, understanding that you still have a product that has to be delivered.
2: Absolutely, I mean the staging and the phasing of the work we do is is more crucial than anything else, but even if I want to take a part of the plan down to do an more of an over you know overhaul or just more thorough uh replacement, the cost implications are much much greater, and it would it's just not plausible today because we don't have the funding that's why we we we're enjoying so much the fair share uh, deal that was made about four years ago, and that had steadily brought us about 20 million dollars of funding that we didn't have before, and allowing us to uh, focus on these very very critical pieces of equipment or systems and uh, improve them, just okay. like the 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 sycamore filter gallery, which purifies water, make you know make good water. Uh, without that money, that system will continue to be more fragile so um we're we're allowed to invest in little in little ways but uh relevant and and more impactful ways because of that fair share money.
1: Got a lot more to cover, but we'll get to get to that next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. we truly appreciate it we know we're in the midst of the holiday season. Uh, appreciate your time and your and your insight have a a wonderful and a safe holiday season
2: thank you so much doing no, and you too
1: all right folks that's gassan corban Car- corbin uh, executive director sewerage and water board will be right back And when we come back we'll visit with Tan Trung.
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road